stories bigger than Texas, the Alamo podcast. The Alamo firmly believes history is for all ages. That's why a dedicated education team works hand in hand with educators to spark curiosity and make history come alive. Today, we reveal how field trips to the Alamo have changed over the years, the professional development opportunities now available to educators, and the work being done to ignite a lifelong passion for history in future generations. I'm your host, Emily Balkum. We are joined by members of the Alamo's education team. Alex Rivard is the Alamo's Director of Education. Rosemary Kriegel is the Alamo's Senior Manager for K-12 Programs and Adult Learning. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy to be here. Both of you have backgrounds in education. Alex, your path began in the classroom. Yeah, that's right. Um, Prior to joining the Alamo, I spent nearly 10 years in schools teaching in San Antonio. And Rosemary, you've worked in the museum world to develop educational programs. Yeah. Hi, Emily. I've been working in museums for about 20 years. What drew you both to the Alamo? An educator friend of mine reached out to me and told me that our executive director, Kate Rogers, was building an education team and that she thought that I would be a good match for it. Uh, I had spent years in the classroom as a social studies teacher, and one thing I was always really big on was trying to use local history, Texas history, as a means of uh, increasing civic engagement with my students and making them more active participants in their communities and getting them uh, out to vote when it was that time of year. And I always thought that the Alamo kind of had this enormous civic engagement potential because of all of the different histories that were here in different times throughout history that people had come here to advocate for something. When I heard that the Alamo was building an education team, it just seemed like a natural, oh, I would really like to uh, put my name into this hat and uh, see what we could do together. I was drawn to joining the education team um, as you know, we were anticipating the education center and, of course, the visitor center and museum that'll be coming in the next few years. And I think the Alamo has so many potential points of connection for people, and I was excited about like helping students find the way that they connect to Alamo history. The Alamo is such a, a well-known place to Texans. It's really important that there be world-class educational programming here, that there's going to be education programs here. What could those be? What's the potential for it? Yeah. More than 155,000 school-aged children visit the Alamo every year. That is a staggering number. And Alex, I'm sure a lot of us remember coming to the Alamo for a field trip. Do you remember your field trip? I do remember my field trip. I remember it was organized by one parent from the class who really wanted us to uh, visit. So she facilitated the whole trip, uh, Mrs. McAllister. And we went to a... um, a presentation in what is now the Crockett Block, you know, the Future Visitor Center and Museum, in my whole class, and I think we were in second grade when we came, uh, watched a holographic version of James Bowie give us his spiel on the Battle of the Alamo. Well, first of all, thank you to Mrs. McAllister for truly changing your life. Yeah. (laughs) But secondly, today's field trip experience is so different. Tell us what the differences are. While the field trip that I took here uh, when I was a kid was told through the lens of Texan defenders in 1836, when students come here now, they get to look at the site through a number of different lenses of different years and different groups of people. We call them like anchor lenses or anchor dates, whether or not it's uh, looking at the site through the lens of 1718, the founding of Mission San Antonio de Valero and the founding of San Antonio, 1836, Texas Rev, Battle of the Alamo, 
1845, Texas annexation and statehood, this becomes a military outpost for the United States. 1903, when Adina de Zavala and Claire Driscoll meet in the lobby of the Menger Hotel. Uh, or 1813, uh, when during the fight for Mexican independence from Spain, when uh, soldiers who survived the Battle of Medina are imprisoned at the Alamo. Um, or in, in 1960, when uh, the Woolworth lunch counter in Alamo Plaza peacefully desegregated four years before the American Civil Rights Act, that we go around the site, look at where history happened, but look at it through a number of uh, different um, uh, historical lenses from a number of different perspectives, and that there's a lot of educational potential to be untapped there. The Alamo offers both student field trips and discovery tours. What's unique about each of these opportunities? Historically, a majority of the students and teachers that have come to the Alamo on field trips do so through a free teacher-led option. And so the teacher has a ton of agency over what that experience looks like. But that doesn't, that experience, other than the reservation of it, doesn't really uh, go through the Alamo Trust or through the education department. So the Alamo Discovery Field Trip is a way more highly curated experience that is in, more interpretively and organizationally aligned to the future visitor center and museum. So, you know, the visitor center and museum is one of the three large goals of the Alamo plan. And so anything that we do as the education department, we kind of like look to the lens of that museum of how it's split into the eight different galleries telling different histories, different groups of people, and try to apply that to the field trip. What do you enjoy most about the field trips? Any memories that stand out of watching a child have that light bulb moment? I don't have uh, one light bulb moment that stands out, but I think something that I see a lot on field trips is students and teachers being surprised uh, about where the Alamo story goes that they were not expecting, whether or not that's talking about a, a time period that they did not expect to be associated with the site, or talking about something that really doesn't have a lot to do with social studies or history, like the pre preservation of our historic structure. So if we're standing in front of the long barrack, you know, that front wall is from 1724, um, and rather than talk about what maybe happened in that building, we'll talk about the work that Pam Rosser, our conservator, is doing to make sure that that building is safe. Something for everyone to latch on to. Rosemary, let's chat about professional development opportunities. We've really seen a lot of success with Teach the Alamo. Tell us about that program. Sure. Um, so the Alamo has a long history of providing professional development for teachers. Um, teachers from San Antonio, from around the state, from even around the country come here to, to learn on site about the many eras of Alamo history. There's a conversational walking tour, um, guest speakers, you know, we are able to bring in some of our wonderful historians on staff. And then, um, and then we get into classroom resources. So those are kind of like the three main components. We're also a state-approved provider for continuing education for teachers. And so the teachers receive a certificate with the appropriate number of hours that they're able to take back to their district and work toward their um, licensure. How often does Teach the Alamo happen and roughly what does it cost? So usually um, we offer an, a workshop once a month and the fee just varies according to the length of the workshop, So, but usually within the $20 to $40 range. And Teach the Alamo has branched out into several different topics. Yeah, so in the past year, we've expanded um, Teach the Alamo to explore different topics of Alamo history. So this summer, we offered Teach the Alamo the Mission, Teach the Alamo the Battle, um, Teach the Alamo Archaeology, 
And we offer those as one day kind of six hour workshops. Within the next year, we'll actually offer Teach the Alamo on that, um, the era of kind of Mexican independence. So um, that time that really sets the stage for the Texas Revolution. So we'll explore that. And then, um, you know, Alex was talking about the work of our conservator, Pam Rosser. We also have, you know, Tiffany Lindley, Alamo archaeologist. And so talking about preservation, the preservation era, but then also like ongoing efforts to, to conserve the historic buildings. And that'll be another topic. What's the response you get from educators when they get to leave the classroom for a day and come to our outdoor classroom? So teachers really love these workshops. They, uh, a lot of them are kind of Alamo heads. You know, they love the Alamo. Getting to be here on site is so special. Um, a lot of them are also preparing to bring students on site. So it's like they get their own kind of teacher field trip before they get everybody on the bus to come down. So they are, they're leaving kind of energized and with kind of a newfound enthusiasm about the content um, that they take back to the classroom, and then that, of course, rubs off on the students, and they're even more excited to come down and have their field trip. I love that term, Alamo heads. I'm definitely going to borrow that. The Alamo has also partnered with local museums and cultural sites for an initiative called Museo Institute. Who's involved, and what are the professional development opportunities there? Museo Institute is a year-long professional development program. It's led by the Duseum. And it includes a lot of major cultural institutions around San Antonio. So the Duseum, the Witte Museum, McNay Art Museum, San Antonio Botanical Gardens, and the San Antonio Zoo. The teachers who participate in Museo Institute, they get to visit all the partners and do special custom workshops, a lot of times that include behind-the-scenes opportunities. After they make the rounds of all the, the museums, the zoos, the gardens, they, uh, they get to choose an institution that they'll work with for the rest of the school year. They do a special project, and they get a free field trip, which is really the icing on the cake. As far as professional development hours, they can earn up to 70 hours over the course of like participating in all those workshops, preparing for a field trip, doing that special project in the classroom. Um, they're earning credit that whole time. And this question is for both of you. As the world becomes more digital, more interactive, has taking both students and educators out of the classroom and onto the historical site become even more important? Definitely. Uh, you, you were talking to Rosemary just a second ago about Teach the Alamo, and we've been, we worked together really purposefully to try to figure out what the best times of year are for the professional development and then what the scope of a particular maybe session of Teach the Alamo looks like. So sometimes it is a full day, you know, kind of nine to five kind of deal. Other times during the school year where teachers might not be available to leave school for a full day, we'll hold Teach the Alamo after hours. So after the site closes, we can get teachers to the site for maybe just two or three hours for, an, an, you know, an after hours kind of more intensive experience, but where we get to go into the chapel after it's closed and there aren't any people there and we get to kind of have the site to ourselves. That's such a special experience. Yeah, and putting teachers in a position where they feel like they get to have this special access to an important historic site when other people don't and they don't have to compete with tourists from the Riverwalk. There's an enormous power of place to the Alamo and that having people connect with it in, in a tangible way by coming here in person is, uh, is huge. But we do recognize not every school can come to the Alamo in person. That's why we have a virtual tour of the Alamo Church on our website. 
The Alamo virtual tour is amazing. And I, I think it's a really good compliment to an in-person visit as well. But, you know, of course, there's a lot to learn about the Alamo virtually. Um, in that virtual tour, you can actually see things because you're able to zoom in at such a high resolution. You can see things on that that you can't see in person. And you can get up close and granular detail to parts of the site that you can visit in person, but also some of the rooms that nobody really gets to go in, like the confessional or uh, the baptistry inside the church. Um, Or even on the front of the church, things you're not tall enough to see. Yeah. Unless somebody's told you that uh, where they are, there are a lot of tiny little physical details to the historic structures. The main thing that's coming up for me right now is a lot of the graffiti from the 1850s that was uh, left left by American soldiers who were stationed here. But unless somebody points those out to you, you're not going to get up close to them and look at them. And you really have the time and ability to do that with the virtual tour in a way that's just not available even if you're here in person. Another way the Alamo is bringing history straight to classrooms is by relaunching our popular History Trunks program. The Alamo's elementary education specialist, Brianna Echeverria, breaks down how it works. The History Trunk program is a hands-on resource for classrooms that allows students to take a deeper dive to unpacking Texas history. You can find over 40 objects which are all reproductions from those used in the 1800s. From clothing items to a pair of brogans or shoes, The trunk also contains several tools, luxury items, and cooking utensils. History trunks help students understand the type of materials or resources that were around for individuals such as the Alamo Defenders or their families in the 19th century. We have an online reservation system where teachers can view and select when they would like to have a history trunk on their campus. All they have to do is fill in their contact and school information, and the Alamo education team will reach out to help schedule a time for pickup or delivery. If you're a local teacher, you can pick up the trunk for free, and if teachers would like to have the trunk shipped to their campus, it would be a $100 round-trip fee that would be paid during the time of reservation. The program does have a teacher handbook and learning stations, and those were created by a fabulous group of Alamo historians, curators, and educators. The History Trunk loan period is two weeks, which allows teachers to share the trunk with their team members or other grade levels. Teachers are very excited to have this resource available again. Students really enjoy working with objects that they can see and touch. And as a former educator, I feel comfortable saying that making a social studies or history lesson hands-on and engaging can sometimes be a challenge. And the Alamo History Trunk is a great solution to keep students engaged in their learning. Our conversation continues now with Alex and Rosemary. Let's talk about the upcoming Texas Cavaliers Education Center. It's scheduled to open in 2025. It will bring history alive like never before. We are so excited for the Alamo Education Center. So um, to my knowledge, the Alamo has never had dedicated square footage or education. But when the Ed Center opens up in 2025, we will have more than 17,000 square feet of space dedicated to education. Um, That'll include uh, multiple classroom spaces, a STEAM lab, a young learner's classroom, a large orientation theater, a large outdoor classroom underneath one of the Alamo's heritage oak trees. And the fact that through the Alamo plan, we're, we're essentially getting three new buildings on site, the collection center, which is already complete, the education center, and then the visitor center and museum. The fact that the education center is one of them illustrates how much of a priority the educational experiences of our youngest visitors are um, and how seriously we take that. I love that students will have their own space Mm -hmm. on the Alamo campus, you know, that they will have their own gate that they enter, we'll be able to greet them. 
and then, uh, you know, and extend their visit. You know, so they'll have a place to eat lunch. You know, they'll have a place to kind of dive into specific Alamo topics, maybe do a science experiment or an art project in addition to a walking tour, in addition to seeing um, the visitor center and museum. So I love that they'll be able to spend more time and have, you know, make even more memories while they're here with us. One thing that Rosemary spoke to that I'm really excited about is, yeah, students having kind of a dedicated entrance to the site, a safe place for buses to pull up and drop off students. Which, Very important in yeah, downtown. Yeah. Um, and the Alamo being a historic site in the middle of downtown San Antonio is complicated sometimes. You know, we're trying to promote a sense of reverence for all of the different histories that have happened here. But that's happening right next to the San Antonio River Walk, which is very much a tourist attraction. How we balance that is difficult. And having a place where students will be able to enter the site in a way that's curated for them is uh, going to be really special. In the meantime, this week you've launched School Days, so you've had a very busy week. It's the first time you've done this program in the fall, and it brings lots of students to the grounds. School Days is an opportunity for us to pilot new educational programming out on the plaza and really elevate the student experience for the day, uh, while also trying to maximize the number of students that we can serve at a given time. So. And this fall, school days are falling the week before Thanksgiving, which for us traditionally is a really high field trip volume time of year. Um, and so we already have a ton of students coming to the site. I think we realize as adults, even though our school days are over, you never stop learning. How do you continue your own Alamo education? You know, joining the Alamo team, feeling like I have a responsibility to do a deep dive on the extensive Alamo literature that there's so there. many books about the Alamo yeah and uh, I've read a lot of them but I mean I still I, there's a lot of them I still need to get to visiting other historic sites throughout Texas um, individually but also with the rest of our education team has been really wonderful I agree with Alex you know we work with such amazing people and we get to attend you know Alamo programs and we also work with our historians our curators and conservators, archaeologists, they present to our teachers. And so we're learning right alongside with the educators. You know, we have kind of our ears perked up for new information. And um, I also like to think about the Alamo as a place where we're still making discoveries, you know, uh, and that we're still we're still discovering the history, you know, whether that's through archaeology or some primary source that wasn't known to us before. Whether you're working with students or with educators, the goal is to always keep the Alamo story alive for future generations. And that's a responsibility your team takes very seriously. Absolutely. Yeah, the responsibility to tell the full Alamo story in a way that is, you know, factually correct and also inclusive of all of the different histories uh, that have a place here, that's definitely a responsibility that we take really seriously. But I feel like the site's potential is best realized when we tell all of those stories. Doing that, whether or not it's like on an hour-long field trip where you have limited time and have to be really selective about what you include in that hour or hour and a half, we have to be really purposeful about what content goes, goes into that. And us as a department having agency over what the student experiences when they come here is something that, that we take really seriously, but that I also am just personally really proud and honored to be a part of. This is reminding me of um, just a tour yesterday where I was talking, a student had a really specific canon question, but I knew we were heading to living history. You know, folks who have literally fired canons 
before and um, and have done so much study on the artillery that was here during the Battle of the Alamo, and I knew they'd be able to answer that question uh, really wonderfully for the students. And at the same time, one of our docents is a retired um, like military artillery officer. And so, but those are the kind of people that the students have the opportunity to learn from when they're here on site. So um, like Alex was saying, we wanna really make sure that we tell the full story and give the students the accurate information that we have you know, available. But we have all of these, these people who have really um, done so much learning and studied so they can get um, an even more detailed answer than maybe they anticipated. Alex Rivard and Rosemary Kriegel, thank you so much for joining us. We have so many resources in the podcast notes. There's a link to how you can sign up your school or your class for field trips and Alamo discovery tours, links to all the professional development opportunities mentioned, like Teach the Alamo and Museo Institute. We also have a link to the virtual tour of the Alamo Church, plus a link on how you can request a history trunk for your classroom. By the way, the Alamo's education team sends regular email updates to educators on all its programs. If you'd like to sign up, please send an email to education at the Again, education at the You've been listening to Stories Bigger Than Texas, the Alamo Podcast. Mm-hmm.